is Find Your Dream Job, the podcast that helps you get hired, have the career you want, and make a difference in life. I'm your host, Mac Pritchard. I'm also the founder of Max List. It's a job board in the Pacific Northwest that helps you find a fulfilling career. Every Wednesday, I talk to a different expert about the tools you need to get the work you want. Find Your Dream Job is brought to you by Top Resume. Top Resume has helped more than 400,000 professionals land more interviews and get hired faster. Get a free review of your resume today. Go to maxlist.org slash top resume. You may think you need to settle for less when doing a job search. Instead of trying to get the position you want, you may apply for a job you think you should do, sometimes for financial reasons. Here to talk about this is Jackie Mitchell. Jackie is a certified career coach. She helps professional women feel fulfilled, achieve financial goals, and have well-rounded careers and lives. She joins us today from Miami, Florida. Jackie, let's jump right into it. Now, you say in a job search, you need to focus on what you want, not what you should do. Tell us about this. What do you mean by this? Yeah, so I think sometimes when people are thinking about what they, um, you know, what they want to do in their careers, where they want to go, what their next position is, they immediately go to most times go to what should I be doing? What should I? Where should I go next? Right? And sometimes that holds you back because it comes with a lot of stuff behind it. You know, the word should I try not to use because it, it sometimes has a negative connotation of, um, you know, a lot of responsibility. Oh my goodness. There's all these things that are on me. Where should I go? What should I do? And typically it's not all about you. It's maybe for other people, for, um, other responsibilities. And sometimes it just drowns out, what you really want to do. You know, I think those are two different things, what you should do and what you want to do. I think they're very different things. And is this largely about finances, Jackie, or is it other things? I mean, are people thinking, well, I I really like to do this kind of job, but I, I got my bills to pay. So I need to focus on that. Or is something else going on here? I think it's a combination, a combination of things, you know, I I believe and from what I've seen, um, and what I've been exposed to a lot of times it's financial, but at the same time, it comes with a lot of other things, you know, what I call baggage, you know, the word should has baggage behind it. And it would be disguised as financial issues, right? It's something that I need to do because of finances, something that I should do because of finances, but that still has a negative connotation because a lot of times people want to do one thing, but they're thinking, oh, I can't make money doing that. I really want to do it, but I want to do it. But that's where the shoulds, you know, has a lot of baggage with it. And to me, a negative connotation. So that's why when I say, you know, focus on what you want, not on what you should do, the shoulds have baggage. <laughs> that's 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 where I'm coming from with that. All right. right. Well, let's unpack that. Tell us mm-hmm. about that baggage. Uh, and certainly money might be a factor, but I'm hearing you say that there's something else going on as well. Is it is it fear, Jackie? Is it the expectations of others? Uh, the norms of the people in your neighborhood or your family? What 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 do you see in your cli- when you work with your clients? The number one thing is fear. The number one thing, hands down, has been fear, right? I think a lot of times we make decisions based on fear. And if we really sit and think about the decisions that we make or the choices that we have, right? 
we come from a position of fear. If I don't do this, then this, right? And here we go with the shoulds again, right? And it, it's a it's a vicious cycle because a lot of times I see, I, I work with a lot of women and a lot of times I see that they're making their decisions out of fear and they get into another job, uh, another position based on uh, the, the constraints that they've already put on themselves going in. Right. And then they're miserable. And then they're trying to figure out why am I miserable? I, you know, I have a job that's paying this amount that's doing this, but it's still not fulfilling their needs. Right. It's still not fulfilling what they, they want to do. It's, it's what they feel they should have done or taken. So perhaps they've taken a position that pays what they hope to earn, but it's, they're unhappy. And is it the fear of financial failure that takes, that prevents them from taking another job that might pay as equally as well, or taking, or is it that they're considering taking jobs that don't pay as well and they're worried they won't be able to get their bills paid? It's, it's a quite a few different things for different people. But what I've, what I've seen a lot is that it's the fear of, you know, not being able to pay a bill or pay certain bills or live a certain lifestyle or maintain a certain lifestyle that they've been used to. Or sometimes people are living um, check to check, which is very common. And it's the fear of not making the right decision for themselves, right? A lot of what I see and a lot of where I'm coaching with these women it's it's a trust situation. You know, if we really unpack this, I'm not a psychologist by any means, but when you really unpack where this is coming from, it's, you know, the fear and the trust, the, the trust issue. And it's not trust of others. It's really trusting themselves to make, a, make the right decision for themselves because they have a lot of outside influences. And granted, yes, we, we all have bills. We have, you know, debt, things that we have to do, children, families, the whole, the whole nine. But you can still have a dream job and focus on what you want without having the fear of what you, you know, should have or should be doing, you can be happy in, uh, in, in your role. You can be happy in a job. It's not a matter of having to choose between happiness and finances. You know, one of the exercises that I have my, my, uh, clients go through very early on is a checklist that they, they actually create themselves. Right. And we use it throughout our, my, uh, throughout my, my, my coaching program with them, this, the whole journey, we use it throughout that journey where it literally is a checklist of needs, right? A checklist of wants. Part of my background in it has been in business analysis, and in business analysis and being a BA for short, you, you're writing requirements, you know, for your customer. So I have them, like, I, I take that and I, I transform it. I said, you are your customer and you're writing your own requirements. What are your requirements for this new position, for this new job? And you're listing absolutely everything, right? And then we prioritize. And then we look at, you know, the, the different offers. We look at the different um available positions out there and start lining things up, right? Starting, starting, obviously starting with the positions that are available, um, that are out there and you start to line things up and which ones would potentially, 
meet your criteria for success or your criteria for um, what would help you to be happy or add happiness uh, to you for you to feel fulfilled, right? And it's not all the time about money. It really isn't. It really isn't. Because I, I teach my clients that, you know, yes, that is a factor, um, but it really shouldn't be the only factor. For some people, it is the main factor, but at the same time, okay, if it is, then you have to find other things as well that will help to keep you satisfied in this position because money is not going to be the, the end all be all for you. You could be very miserable, make great money, and you're working for someone that's not very pleasant. Okay. You know? So you, you've just walked us through an exercise for, to get, to help you focus on what you do want. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you take people through that exercise, Jackie, how does that affect the, the fear and uncertainty they might have about uh, making a change? What, what changes in behavior do you see in your clients who take the steps that you just described? They, we go through this kicking and screaming. It's not an easy, not <laughs> an easy thing. Why are people kicking and screaming? Oh my goodness. Because it's a change in paradigm, right? It's a change in their thought process. It's a change in mindset. Um, a lot of times right off the bat, oh, I don't know what I want. Okay, then let's start there. You know, they, they think they're going to get pushback from me. No, you will not. We will start where you do not want. A lot of times that's the best place to start, because if you know what you don't want, you know what you do want. You know, I, I. Had... So walk me through that, because I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. curious here, because I, I, I think I understand what you're saying, but you're saying, okay, people resist at first. They, mm-hmm. They're not clear about what they want. So. When you have somebody make a list of what they don't want, how does that help them understand what they, in fact, do want? It, to me, it's so simple because it's easier for us to talk about the things that we don't want. What's what's unsatisfactory to you, right? Um, once you look at that, there, there's it's to me, it's black and white. There really isn't a gray area with it. Um, because if you, if we're, we go deep, I go very deep with my clients. Tell me exactly what it is you don't want, or what are you coming from that really, you know, pulled your chain? What was it that you didn't like about this thing or that position or that person or that, that job, right? What was it that you didn't like? Well, those are the things that you don't want, right? Right. So (laughs) so then conversely, if you don't want to be in an office all day, it would stand to reason that you would want a position that you're not, you don't have to be in an office all day. You are looking for flexibility. You get what I'm saying? So if you don't want a long commute, then you probably want to be able to to walk or take a short bus ride to your, your, your next job. Is this, is that the logic? It is because I think a lot of times with women, um, sometimes, and I, I think, um, We've been conditioned, and I'm speaking very general, uh, to not speak up for ourselves, to not be comfortable with expressing our needs and our wants. So a lot of times it's hard for us to say what we want. (laughs) And it kind of goes back to what I just said. It's easier for us to talk about what we don't want. It's easier for us to talk about the negative. But I take that negative and we flip it to the positive. And then it's the mindset. I want to pause there and I want to talk more about that and what you do next with your clients uh, after they've identified what they don't want and how you help them turn that into what they do want. And 
And I, I also want to talk about the process itself because it, when you first described it, I thought, wow, this is so linear, so logical. And then you said, and you have to take people kicking and screaming through this. So I want to hear more about what some of the barriers are as people go through that uh, reflection and, and how you help your clients overcome them. So let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation uh, with Jackie Mitchell about why you need to focus on what you want in your next job and not what you think you should do. Your most valuable asset is your time. How you spend it determines how quickly and easily you'll find your next job. You could use your time reading books and taking online courses in order to learn how to write a good resume. Or you can save your time and ask an expert for help. Go to maxlist.org slash top resume. The professional writers of Top Resume know your industry, what hiring managers care about, and the key words that matter to applicant tracking systems. Go to maxlist.org slash top resume. With enough time and practice, you could learn those skills too. But instead, why not rely on an expert and focus on things only you can do, like practicing for your next job interview? Find out for yourself what Top Resume can do for you. Get a free review of your resume today. Go to maxlist.org slash top resume. Now, let's get back to the show. We're back in the Maxlist studio, and I'm talking with Jackie Mitchell. She's a certified career coach, and she helps professional women feel fulfilled, achieve financial goals, and have well-rounded careers and lives. Now, Jackie, before the break, we were talking about how to focus on what you want and not what you should do when you're doing a job search. And you had described this process that you take people through, and sometimes you get resistance, and uh, you often begin by asking them what they don't want. What After they identify what they don't want and begin to translate it into what they do want, what happens next as you work with your clients? We start to peel back the layers, right? And I do a lot of exercises aside from that, that complement, you know, your wish list or your requirements or what it is that you're um, really looking for, right? Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a huge discovery, right? And so we're digging and we're digging and we're digging. Um, and it's not an easy process. And I, I hope to not make it sound like it's an easy quick fix. You know, this is over several different sessions and depending on the client, it could be a two or three month situation, you know, and I, I, I really meet people where they are and take them through the journey um, at their own pace, because I don't like to just throw people into the deep end and say, okay, swim to me. You know, um, I, I literally hold them by their hand and we're walking this journey together. And so what they, what I find is that when I'm doing these exercises and we're doing um, our exercises, it's it's really eye-opening and pleasing to see women start to come out of their, their shells and they start to feel a little bit more confident when we do a lot of writing, right? Um, so they're required to have a journal and they're writing these things out. And once you see it in black and white and speak to it and talk about it and start to believe these things, you know, instead of looking at the negative. So we get that out of the way very early and shift our focus to more positive, 
right? And what can I bring to these to these situations? What are the win-win solutions that I that I bring? So if I'm looking at a list of my wants, what do I have behind me in my skill set that can support uh, the the things that I want? Make sense? So it that does. helps. It helps to build uh, confidence as well. So there's a, a huge transformation there. All right. So you're focusing on or, or having taking people through a process that identifies their strengths and what they have to offer, and getting uh, and working with them to uh, identify what they want. And I'm, I'm glad, Jackie, you mentioned that it is. Um, it takes time to do it this because and tell me, I, I think I. I know some of the reasons, but tell me why it takes time. Why is this so difficult? I mean, a lot of people are just stuck in their ways. Um, we think one way and we've thought that way. And I don't want to sound so coachy, but it's like we have these stories that we tell ourselves or these programs that we have in our mind, our operating system, it operates a certain way. I'm a techie, right? So (laughs) it operates a certain way. And it's like, it's time for an upgrade. I'm afraid of the upgrade. Let other people do it. And let me be in the second, third, fourth, or fifth phase of it, right? Before I join. Um, So a lot of times making change is very difficult. Um, people are afraid of change because they like their normal, right? And so what I, I help um, to do is point out that maybe the normal for you is not getting you where you want to be. You know, what are things, what are the new different things that we can do? And it's it's a lot of trusting the process, you know, it's, it's a lot of trust that's involved in this, but it's, 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 it is definitely a process. It is not a quick fix, um, but it's a process that lays the foundation so that you can now go forward and, um, build a life for yourself, build, not saying that you don't have one, but build it, you know, foundation for success, I should say. When you take people through this process and you see people, uh, overcome these challenges and, and get clarity about what they want. Do you see common traits in the people you work with who do this? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so funny because they come from so many different backgrounds, so many different layers or levels, right? I've worked with executives that you would be surprised that they had these feelings, you know, but the common thread is a, there's two things. Um, they lack trust in themselves and they lack confidence. Those are the two common uh, traits. And how do people regain cr- trust in themselves or perhaps build it for the first time and, and, and get that confidence? What, what do they do typically to accomplish those two things? Oh my goodness. I do so many exercises with my, with my clients, um, things that I've developed, um, trial and error, but it's mainly through, a best practice, you know, so I take a lot of what I've learned in project management in IT and I translate that to people and, you know, people processes and, and things. Right. So it's, it's really interesting because when, when folks are going through the process, when women are going through the process, I could see, you know, that light bulb moment when they realize, oh, this works. Well, let me try this. Oh, that works too. Not saying that everything is going to work, but the majority of things will work. Um, And so they, they see 
we do small wins. You know, I, I had a mentor, uh, CIO one time tell me, and this was, this was very early in my career and I didn't know what it meant. Um, he's like, yeah, we, we go after the low hanging fruit. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about software. What are you talking about fruit? It's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, go after the low, low hanging fruit. And that always stuck with me when I realized what that really meant. You know, we go for quick wins, you know, so I, I literally meet people where they are and just in conversation, in talking to women, I, I have this thing where I listen to what people are not saying. You know, and I could typically tell what's your birth order just in the things that you're telling me about your current position and how you react to certain things. Right. I love people watching and and studying behavior, human behavior. So it's really interesting when um, you start to see the progress and you you definitely see that aha moment because we do exercises where we're talking about future uh, future accomplishments as they are today, you know, if it were something to do something today. Could you give an example, Jackie, of one of those small wins, uh, that either help somebody increase that confidence or, or regain trust in themselves? So I have, we do, like I said, we do a lot of writing. Um, I will have women literally sit down and depending on where they are, they will either do a list of 25 things that they do very well. doesn't have to do anything with career. Just it doesn't matter if you braid hair well, or if you can make a mean pasta, it doesn't matter. Just like list 25 things. And then I'll push people was 50 things. Someone, I had her do 75. She came back with 125 things, you know, that she does well. And it's very interesting because we don't necessarily give ourselves credit for the things that we do know how to do. Right. And And is, is that what happens when you make a list like that? Do you, do you have that light bulb go off uh, over your clients' heads and they think, Oh my God. Yeah, because they're like, oh, my goodness, I didn't know I knew I could do these many, you know, this many, these many things. Right. I didn't know that I can do that. I didn't know I could do that. And I said, "Okay, so now we're going to take that and we're going to start categorizing it. What are the things that you do in your career? What are the things that you do in your personal life? What you know, what are things that can um, overlap? Right. And so it's almost like a Venn diagram. Right. But we're looking at that. And now we're looking at skill sets. And now we're building on that. And really, what is it that you bring to the table that all of that transforms or translates into what do I bring to the table? What is my value ultimately leading to our value statement? You know, what do we what can we bring? What can we offer so that we are now shifting mindset from job seeker to problem solver? And how does that help someone in a job search, having that mindset, not thinking of themselves as an applicant, but as a problem solver? Applicants are desperate. I'm going to be very blunt, (laughs) very blunt with that. Applicants are desperate. And before you guys start throwing things at the, the, the monitor, it's 
it, if you really think about it, when you go in as an applicant, you're sitting there, you're, you're absorbing information, you're taking all of this in. Um, it's very interview style, one way interview style. I need a job. I'm going to come in and you're going to tell me about the job and you're going to ask me many questions about what I can do and I'll answer you. And that's the end of the interview. Right. And I'm hoping and crossing my fingers that you call me back for a second interview. I get to the second, third round. I eventually get hired. And what what does a problem solver look like, Jackie? A problem solver is very confident, bold, and very assertive, but not aggressive, assertive and confident in herself, themselves. And they know for sure the value that they bring. They know what they are bringing to the table. They know with their head high, know that these are the problems that I can solve for you. And they're seekers. They go out and seek opportunities that align with what they can offer, right? And so what they're doing, they're, they're looking to see where, where can I best fit and what could best fit for me as opposed to casting a wide net and hoping that they catch something, you know, catch fish or catch, catch, you know, the eye of uh, a hiring manager or recruiter or something to that effect where it's like, okay, I should be, it comes back to the should, I should be doing this. Let me send out 10 million resumes and hope that I get a bite. And that's the absolute wrong way to, to go about it. It's a different mindset, you know? Absolutely. And we were talking at the first segment about fear and we talked about financial consequences, uh, living paycheck to paycheck. But another kind of fear that I would guess is very prominent among your clients and people who take the work that um, they think they should do is fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about failure in a career and and how it it's not necessarily a bad thing all the time, is it, Jackie? I don't believe in failure. I believe in lessons. You know, and if we if we shift our mind and focus on um, the positive and when I say the positive, I'm not necessarily saying well, everything is rainbows and cookies and, and daffodils. It's, you know, what are, what are the positive aspects of certain situations that did not meet your expectation? Because failure to me is a lesson and a lesson learned is something that you will now take and apply you know, it's applied knowledge, right? It applies somewhere else. Um, I don't, I honestly do not even like the word failure. I don't even use that with my kids. You know, it's like, what's the lesson in this, right? And once you learn the lesson, you may not get it right away, but it will come to you, right? Even if the lesson is, you know what? I didn't like the way that felt. Okay, so now you know what you don't want. (laughs) That's a lesson, right? So failure to me is a word that we should just get rid of when we're thinking about, you know, um, anything really, but even in your career, there's, there really isn't any failure. It's, it's what did I learn in this process? What did I learn from this thing, from this person, from this situation? Um, And now what can I take from that situation and apply it elsewhere? All right. Well, terrific. It's been a great conversation, Jackie. Now tell us what's next for you. What's next for me? So I'm really excited. We started a women's online, women's professional network called the C-Suite. And some people may think that is, you know, women going after C-level positions, but it's not. It is our thought that 
all of us should be CEOs of our lives and run our lives like businesses, but with the human side, right? Um, we should be in the driver's seat. And that's what that really is. So uh, C-Suite Success Network is a membership for professional women who are seeking mentorship, coaching, and professional development and community. Well, great. I know people can learn more about you and, and uh, your services in that community by visiting JackieMitchellCC.com. We'll be sure to include that URL in the show notes as well. Now, Jackie, given all the great advice you've shared today, what's the one thing you want a listener to remember about why you need to focus on what you want and what not what you should do? I want us to focus on what we want so that when we are in a position or in a new job, it's something that is satisfying. When you focus on what you should do, sometimes that is not satisfying. You know, we're all deserving of of fulfilling lives. And usually what you want is something that is fulfilling to you. And now it's about, okay, how do I line everything else up or how do the other pieces to the puzzle line up so that in, in its entirety, it's, it's fulfilling. So if we focus a little bit more on the positive and what gets us going on a day-to-day basis, I think we can live a, a, a better, more fulfilling life and go after positions in a mindset of a, as a prob- problem solver. It's, it's much more beneficial. Are you wondering how to make your resume better? Get it reviewed by Top Resume for free. Go to maxlist.org slash top resume. And make sure you never miss an episode of Find Your Dream Job. Sign up for our free podcast newsletter. You'll get information about our guests, links to resources, and a transcript of every show. Go to maxlist.org slash show notes. Again, that's maxlist.org slash show notes. Next week, our guest will be Felicia Rivers. She's the director of talent at the Tillamook Creamery Association. It's a farmer-owned dairy cooperative headquartered in Tillamook County, Oregon. When you interview and hire hundreds of people, you start to see patterns. Felicia says the best candidates take the same three steps in every successful job interview. Aren't you curious to know what these successful people do? I hope you join us. Until next time, thanks for letting us help you find your dream job.